Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WAB. And we are back on this 4th of July weekend. Rita Cosby here on Cats and Cosby. John coming back tomorrow enjoying a rare kind of half day off. He is a workaholic, so it's a half day for him, basically. But we continue here in the studio with former New York City Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington, also former New York Congressman Peter King, and also current Staten Island Borough President Vito Fasella. And joining us now is Ambassador John Bolton. Ambassador Bolton, uh, you wrote a really powerful article um, in The Hill saying America can't permit Chinese military expansion in Cuba. This is scary stuff uh, with them building this spy facility and the military talking about beefing up. I mean, they're 90 miles off our U.S. coast. Right. This story has kind of gotten lost in the shuffle with the Prigozhin mutiny and Russia and the riots in France and so on. Uh, and and it hasn't really gotten the kind of press attention it should. The, these stories really came from the Wall Street Journal first on uh, allegations about uh, China building a substantial intelligence gathering facility and then followed by the, a rather humorous title, a military training facility, as if they don't train their own people in uh, China. And it really harks back to Cold War memories of uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis and and uh, our efforts to keep the Soviets from using Cuba as a base to, to to threaten us in a variety of ways during the Cold War. Yeah, it's a scary thing. I think when people like like what you said uh, when you hear a training facility, like there's no other place for the Chinese to do training. Um, right, how, how convenient? Yeah, how convenient. Um, what was your reaction when you heard that they're planning this? And they seem to also be telegraphing that they're planning. It's almost like they're thumbing their nose because they see an opportunity now with President Biden. He didn't go after them on the spy balloon. I didn't go after them on COVID. I mean, it doesn't say anything really about fentanyl, which is coming from China across our borders. I mean, that that's a major issue. Don't you think they're seeing a track record? And we had General Kellogg on our show not too long ago, and he was saying basically there's sort of a narrow window for folks like China and others to act. Well, China, I think, sees an opportunity in this hemisphere. They, they've seen the uh, Biden administration turn away from supporting the opposition in Venezuela. They've seen not not a complete restoration of diplomatic relations, but certainly a policy much closer to the Obama administration favoring Cuba. And I think from China's point of view, what better place uh, than to have, in effect, a headquarters in this hemisphere for their their activities than 90 miles away, as you say? But covering really the whole hemisphere, you know, they have been aggressively using what they call their Belt and Road program uh, to get investments and, and concessions and mineral rights on very favorable terms. Right here in the Western Hemisphere, they're doing it in Africa and Asia as well. But the idea that they're now 
free to act around this hemisphere uh, just goes completely contrary, literally, to centuries of American foreign policy. Uh, Ambassador, this is Rudy Washington. And last week I was here at the station uh, saying the exact way. I'm so happy to hear your voice on this uh, because, you know, I liken it to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Uh, I watched Russia move into Venezuela. We did nothing. They flew uh, uh, bombers into Venezuela. We did nothing, which is violation of the, Mon- the Monroe Act. Um, and we've just been quiet. And what they're doing strategically is surrounding us so that if and when they move on Taiwan, there's a direct threat to the homeland, our homeland, uh, and they're positioning themselves. And you hear zip. I believe Blinken uh, went to uh, China trying to talk them out of this. They knew this was coming, you know, just like they denied the listening station in, in Cuba until they were exposed. They denied the police stations here in America until they were exposed. I mean, so it's to the point I can't believe anything coming out of Washington, but but the stakes are so high. It's amazing yeah. how quiet the rest of the country is. Yeah, they don't seem to get it. Yeah, well, I think it's uh, it's still not widely known. And mm-hmm. as I say, it's been overshadowed by other news. And I understand the mutiny in Russia is pretty important. But in the world of uh, China watchers, th- this move, as you say, is very strategic. And it doesn't get really any more threatening to the United States. I mean, uh, th- this is what the Soviet Union did try and do. And we, we, we forced them down in the Cuban Missile Crisis and ended up with a deal that basically said to the, to the Soviets, you don't put the military facilities in Cuba. We promise not to overthrow Castro. And people have long said, well, your sanctions against Cuba didn't work. I, I think that's right, in part because they knew there was no credible threat of military force. Now, I'm, I'm certainly not looking for hostilities, but I am looking for a clear message to China. We are not going to accept this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ambassador John Bolton, uh, Congressman Peter King's got a question. Yeah, John, it's always great to hear you talk. Really, uh, you know, voice of reason. Uh, you say you don't want to take military action, which I fully understand. But if you were back in your role as national security advisor or UN ambassador, is there any specific action that you could recommend? Well, you know, Pete, I think the first thing is they need to hear directly that we will take action, as we did multiple times during the Cold War, to prevent this kind of activity going forward. And I think making it clear that the Cuban government itself is now vulnerable. You know, there are a lot of Cuban Americans who would welcome this policy. I think younger people on the island, uh, you hear this report all the time, even though they they were born after the Castro's uh, left power, are really more against the current regime than we've seen in years. The the potential is there. Uh, And, you know, at a minimum, there are certainly economic things we could do uh, against China to to begin to give them some idea we're not going to tolerate. If need be, we're, we may need to step it up. You see certainly any, there are a lot of things on the agenda, but when they come that close to us with potentially hypersonic cruise missiles that they're training their people on since it's a training facility, you know, it's dangerous stuff. You see any desire in this administration to take any action at all? I haven't heard anything. And, uh, you know, they've got their own problems now. They're Chief negotiator on the Iran nuclear deal has had his security clearance suspended. Uh, very unclear what the facts are there. I don't want to overstate it, but that certainly got my attention. They've, they've got a lot of problems, and I just don't think they have a real strategic vision of how to deal with China. They're so obsessed with getting a climate change deal 
with China, that uh, how to handle the defense of Taiwan, how to prevent this kind of Chinese incursion into our hemisphere, uh, just gets uh, short shrift uh, there. I know this is very aggressive, but it was interesting the way we took out Soleimani. Was that his name? Uh, oh, yeah, Soleimani. Soleimani. Yeah, that was a good yeah. hit. Uh, you know, the new guy named in Cuba is Canal. <laughs> we we sent a drone, take him out the same way and have a package ready to go to, uh, you know, support Cuba. I, I think the people would welcome that. And uh, Well, you uh, know, people in the Cold War fully understood that that Soviet threat was real to be that close to the United <laughs> States. And as I say, I, I, I don't know what the. Cuban American community has uh, has been talking about in the past uh, few weeks as this as this story has come out. But I think it's something I hope when Congress comes back after the Fourth of July recess, we get some congressional hearings. Pete, uh, if you were there, I'm sure you'd be uh, raising the temperature level on this and and uh, and get it into the national debate. I, I think people would be appalled that uh, that we've been this quiet, this passive, as this Chinese presence in Cuba appears to be growing. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more, John. I really couldn't. Thanks for all your service over the years. You're, you're the best. Yeah, John, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you. you too, Pete. John, thank you so much for being with us and for raising the alarm on this because uh, it needs to be told. It is just, it's so frightening and uh, Americans need to be aware of it. John Bolton, thank you for being with us, John. Glad to be with you. Happy 4th. Thank you. You too, my friend. Thank you so much.